You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello. Our good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lamps Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. He is Julian Andrews. We are, um, I don't know, I, was, I don't know what I was, I was going for like an Avenger style lead in there, but um, how's it going, man? Good, good. Sun is shining. It's uh, been a real string of good weather here in Minnesota, which always makes me happy. So I grilled yesterday. Yeah, you did. What'd you grill? Nice. Uh, everything in the fridge. It yeah, was about to go bad. <laughs> that's a, that's generally what we do. Yep. Put it in the pasta with some pesto, and it's good night. It's good that night. is good. That is good. Yeah, it's like the mid sixties now. We're past the stage of like the fake spring summer where it was like yeah, fifty two right. every day, where it was like warm but not warm enough where you can actually enjoy outside. Um, now it's it's yeah like the the mid to the upper sixties. Um, before we get any further, thanks to our friends at DraftKings for sponsoring this podcast along with the others on the Basketball Podcast Network. Um, this weekend there's a UFC fight. Uh, I'm not a big UFC guy, but um, I know if I put in a DraftKings lineup, I probably will be. Download the DraftKings app now and use the pro TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's code TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, we actually got our numbers back, and uh, we won't go into the details, the deets, of our percentage of listeners and blah, 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 as it compares to um, the rest of the networks, we're actually doing okay. Yeah. People people Thanks actually listeners. like our podcasts. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, we're definitely trying to still grow the audience. And so, you know, share it with your friends. Maybe we should yeah. make a promo code. We should. Or, uh, share, sharing our podcast with your friends. Yeah, you have them use we'll the come code. Up with um, something. We'll come up with something fun. If you, yeah, if you uh, text it to a friend tweeted at us yeah we'll, we'll give you, you a we'll give you a prize <laughs> um yeah and also rate and review um on apple Podcasts. we have we have quite a few i think we have like 23 or 24 uh reviews already but keep those coming in those are fun to read if there's anything that you want us to work on um one guy gave us five stars but he said that there's too much card talk that nobody cares about so if we can get five stars and still get criticism um i mean that's preferred I mean, that's, you know, that means if we eliminated the card talk, that'd be a six-star rating. I mean, yeah, we'd be, I mean, um, he, whoever it is still listens, so that's great. Break, break in the app store here. Uh, today, we're going to go through some quick Wolves talk, just kind of where they're at with the end of the season approaching, um, some news around the league, and then Julian and I have a question for each other 
regarding basketball, I think, or maybe anything um, that we don't know about yet. So it's it's going to be a, a surprise. It's always tricky when doing these podcasts um, like two days apart. Like you'd almost rather do them every single day or like, I mean, our normal cadence of like Sundays and Wednesdays is good. Yeah, it's tough. We, we've had a couple weekends where we couldn't record. And so we've had like a Monday, Wednesday recording. And it's like, oh, there's been one Wolves game. And <laughs> we don't have a lot of news. Yeah. <laughs> um, one minute here. I'm actually going to look up the DraftKings Rookie of the Year odds for basketball. Last time we talked on Monday was at 7.50. Okay. Um, it's gone more in uh, LaMelo's ball's favor. Last really? time we talked, it was in minus seven seven fifteen. Now it is minus one thousand. We might be um, getting into reasonable bet on yeah, Edwards territory. Like five to one odds. Um, I don't know, like ten bucks. That sounds like maybe not the worst yeah. deal. Um, okay, well, uh, let's get into it. Uh, the Wolves are now winners of six of their last ten. They beat the Pistons on. Um, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so they beat them on Tuesday night, 119 to 100. Of course, the Pistons are a team that they are not trying to win. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, good game from Edwards, 22 points, um, only two rebounds, two assists, two seals, but uh, seven for 16 from the field. So um, efficient for him, kind of. Uh, Towns, you know, brilliant, 28 and 8 and 5 with with three steals. Um, Nazareth off the bench, nice game. Uh, the Wolves now have the sixth worst record in the league which gives them a 27.6% chance to land in the top three. Um, we've gone over this. It's down 40%. Um, if they were to remain in the top three and they have three games left, uh, the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Mavericks. Uh, the Nuggets and the Mavericks, we'll see where, where things are at with them um, in, in the next few days as far as seeding goes. But the Celtics, I think, are kind of locked into that seventh seed, so not a huge game for them. So um, the Wolves are probably the underdogs in all three games. Um, so we, we could see those standing shift, but, um, I think you guys are probably sick, sick of hearing our takes on the wolves, whether they should win or whether they should tank. Cause it doesn't, doesn't really matter at this point. Right. Like, no. I mean, yeah, they're clearly not tanking and that, you know, we've talked at length about the argument for and against, but clearly, uh, I mean, they don't care what we think. No, they don't. <laughs> so, so they're going to keep doing what they're doing. I don't know. I hope that we give the Warriors like the seventh pick, you know, like that's kind of the hope now is yeah. like, yeah, maybe that draft asset actually isn't just good. Exactly. Exactly. I think everybody I that's a great point, Julian, because I whenever I think about it, I get so negative because I just think of the chance that you could keep the top three pick or you I mean, which would be great. Um, you know, because next year I think it probably goes unprotected. But the hope next year is if you're the, you know, if you don't give up this pick and you stay in the t the top three. The hope is that you're better. So if like you give up the number eight pick and then next year you have the 15th pick, it's like, I mean, whatever. And like, that's who cares? you're winning and, games. Yeah. And totally. especially like a team like the Wolves, like that hasn't necessarily drafted all that well. Um, you know, sometimes using that salary cap for the eighth pick on a player that's proven might be better. Um, yeah. And you know, D'Lo, he went five of 18 last night. So, you know. So, yeah, life's great. Five uh, pilots, you, five pilots for the Wolves to tweet out. <laughs> we we've talked about this about the uh, D'Lo stands. Yeah. Did you see what happened to me? No, no. I had the worst sports take oh, of the year. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank I think you. That's impressive that you had the worst sports take of the year. It's been a year of extremely bad sports takes. On February sixteenth, so. I tweeted 
Anthony Edwards is really good, but you have to wonder if he gets those looks. If Russell's playing, I'm not dogging Russell. I'm just saying Edwards probably doesn't get those shots. Um, I don't even know what kind of take that is. It's more of just like an observation. Um, somebody, uh, the Bruce, the Bruce Wayne Stan account tweeted yesterday. So, um, nearly what three, three or four months, um, or th I guess three months after I tweeted it finds my tweet and calls it the worst sports take of the year. Hmm. So, um, that's actually Batman. So it's, yeah, it's actually Batman. You better, you better watch out. <laughs> it's, it's actually Gerson Rosas is, um, oh my account. And he also no, really yeah. loves, he loves Batman. I mean, D'Lo has, to his credit, has been a better facilitator lately. I think there was something in uh, Krasinski's last piece about how D'Lo is kind of leaning into the facilitating. And he had 10 assists the other night. So, you know, maybe he does make, maybe Edwards does still get good shots with D'Lo play. But I, definitely not the worst sports take of the year. No, and if you Especially watch the Timberwolves game earlier really ball-dominant guys. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's silly. Um, whatever. Yeah. Um and the thing is, I've had a really bad sports takes this year. So they're like, I'm just, you can give me the award. It just maybe shouldn't be for that one. Right. It's like the Oscar when they win for a different, you know, when, when an actor kind of who has lost on roles that they should have won, maybe wins best actor for a, for an Oscar or for a performance that they shouldn't have won for. It's more of like so, a lifetime you know, achievement award for me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. like Kyle's had some bad takes, but they only screenshotted that one. So. Yeah. So what that's one I get. Gotta work uh, what you got. Other headlines around the league. Um, Knicks fans were sorry. Uh, Knicks fall to six in the East, um, setting up a matchup would, which would be in the first round against the Bucks or the Nets. We'll get that get into that a little bit. Um, but these next three games in the East uh, are going to be wild for the Hawks, Heat, Heat, and Knicks. They're all thirty eight and thirty one. Um, it feels like maybe it's like if the standings stay the way they are, it's equally as bad for the Hawks as it is the Knicks, I think, um, or maybe a little less so for the Hawks, but like if I'm the Hawks, I don't want to play the heat. Um, and if I'm the Knicks, I don't want to play the bucks. And, um, so if you're, so, so who do you, so you want to play the Hawks if you're the Knicks? Like what's the, what's the flip side of that? I just don't want to play the, I don't want to play the heat or the bucks, but you have to play somebody. Yeah. I'd rather play the Hawks. If you're the Knicks. Yeah. And the Hawks probably would also rather play the Knicks, right? Exactly. Yes. So, okay. Got yeah. Gotcha. I think if you're... So if they want to play each other and everybody else. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think if you're ranking teams that you don't want to play out of those, like, four, it's like, nope. Um, you don't want to play Milwaukee um, or Brooklyn, depending on if they fall. And then you don't want to play Miami. And then you don't want to play Atlanta. And then you don't want to play... Like, New York's probably last on the list. Ooh, I think I would rather play the Heat and the Hawks than play the Knicks. Okay. I just, yeah, you're probably right. I'm just probably thinking back to last season where I'm like, if Jimmy goes into FU mode and bam, you know, I was thinking about I, this too. Cause you put in this doc, I'm seeing like, you know, if you're the bucks, you don't want to play the heat. Right. Yeah. If I'm the, yeah. If I, I don't want to happen play. last year. I think you do want to play the heat if you're the bucks, because I think that the bucks like really show out for that series. I think mm -hmm. you, you can like, I think you can have like confidence in your guys not wanting, cause if they got beat back to back, by the heat, that would be so embarrassing. Like, I, I don't know. I understand that there's extra pressure, but like maybe that helps them thrive. Yeah, that's could be, uh, could be. I think I'd just rather play the Knicks or the Hawks. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, like, is it crazy? Like it's wild to me that I guess the, the, like the worst matchup could be whoever, like the Knicks Hawks, it'll be like the NBA TV series, um, that starts at 3 PM and nobody watches it. Um, 
I'll watch it. You'll watch it. And, but I'm just saying like, I'm not saying it's not like an attractive series. I'm just saying it looks like for both leagues, there are so many fun series that are going to be put on. Like, yeah. Like the Celtics and could play the Nets in the first round. Like what? Like, yeah. And I know well, the Celtics do you think, are like, so We're talking about the, we're talking about the Hawks and the Knicks here. Mm-hmm. I think we're underestimating how much the league is going to, would feature a Knicks first round. Mm, I guess yeah. the Knicks, like we're still talking about the Knicks. Yeah. It's Trey Young on the Hawks. I think that, I think if, I think if those, I think it's heat bucks that ends up being kind of the NBA TV series, honestly. Mm. But I don't know. There's good matchups there too. It's really just like good matchups up and down. However, it, it shakes it, out. I'm really it really is. For the playoffs. It's gonna be really fun. Yeah, dude. I'm jacked. Um, it's gonna be great. And basically, all of our storylines today have something to do with the playoffs. Um, the Bucks are just one game back from the Nets from the second seed, uh, which it's not really a huge deal. Um, it's, as long as whoever's the third seed won't be playing the Heat, um, in my mind. But we already talked about that. Um, the big change would be playing in Milwaukee instead of playing in Brooklyn. And it, it sounds like James Harden is probable for tonight's game. So um, I don't know if it's like a huge thing either way, but just like the Bucks, we all, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, it's going to be the Sixers or the Nets. And don't forget about the Bucks who have been really good the last few years. Um, and, you know, and, and I know Giannis isn't going to win MVP and he hasn't really been in the discussion, but his stats are almost identical to what they've been the last two years um when when he won mvp and yeah. I, I mean it's we we talk about it year over year it's like every year lebron didn't win in his prime and like jordan it's just you kind of get sick of them and it seems kind of like what that's what's happened with um Giannis and the bucks where we're just like yep yeah, we we know what you guys can do um prove you can do it in the playoffs and, and we'll pay more attention again yeah uh lebron is returning tonight against the rockets um the lakers actually have a they've had two nice back-to-back wins they're kind of setting themselves up for maybe the six seed um lebron's missed 22 of the last 25 games do they ever need him considering they have three games left and they're a game behind the mavericks and blazers um dude these schedules are pretty wild so um right now the blazers and the mavericks are 40 and 29 blazers are in fifth place Mavericks are in sixth place. Lakers are in seventh place, a game back. Um, it like it's kind of interesting too because you're probably you're kind of jockeying for seeds here too. Where uh, like if you're the Blazers, you're probably happy with staying at five, playing a Jamal Murrayless Nuggets, even with how good Jokic is playing. You probably don't want to play the Clippers or the Suns. Um, so it's like the Mavericks. It's like you kind of want to get to that five spot. Um, if you're the if you're the Lakers, would you rather stay at seven and you have to play a playing game, but then you play the Suns over the Clippers? I don't know. The the Lakers have the Rockets, Pacers, and Pelicans. Um, easily could go three and zero. The Blazers, uh, who have the tiebreaker over both the Mavericks and the Lakers, which is worth noting. So basically, they have a two game lead over the 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 Lakers. They have the Jazz, Suns, and Nuggets, which is certainly not an easy schedule. And then you have the Mavericks, who have the tiebreaker over the Lakers. They have the Pelicans, Raptors, and Timberwolves, which you could see them go three and zero. So the the odds are probably that the Lakers stay in that seventh seed. Um, but if anything, the note yeah. to take out of this is that the Western Conference is a goddamn bloodbath. Yeah, you're not getting. I, th- I think the most important thing for teams here is to just do whatever is best for their team internally, in terms of like resting guys, playing guys, 
trying to go all out in fourth quarters just to, to make sure like prioritize that they're playing well when they reach the the playoffs because I really don't think there's a way to kind of game it for opponent. Like I don't think there's anybody that you want to see. Like you can kind of sketch out the scenario for beating a lot of these teams. Um, like if you're any team, pretty much. You know, but it's like so there, yeah, there are some guys that you'd rather see than others, but it's still like the Suns are the two seed for a reason. Yeah. You know, so like you're it's not gonna be easy, even though, even though it's like, oh, like maybe for the Lakers, like you'd rather see the Suns than the Clippers, but would you? I mean, I don't know. Like I I don't know who I'd like the team I'd probably most want to play out of the top four, I guess, would be the Nuggets, just because they have they're without Murray. But also, like they've been winning a lot lately, so I don't. Yeah, like, I don't... like are you going to want to play the guy who's going to win the MVP? Yeah, no, no like, that's crazy. That the best scenario in the situation might be playing against the MVP. Yeah, so I don't know. I think I think that the all the match. I think if the matchups, if they stood kind of how they are right now, would be really really good. Well, that goes right into our next conversation of like okay, Donovan Mitchell. He's going to miss the next three games, which are going to be meaningless for the Jazz. They have a two game lead on Phoenix. Um, but like, my God, if you're the jazz or the Suns, you've done all this work. Um, you have the best record in the West and the second best record in the West. And you're just like, okay, great. And most of the time you relax and you play like a shitty team in the first round. And it's like, you're gonna have to play the, the Lakers or the warriors in probably in whatever. And it's like, you, you have Steph who is going to win a game just by himself. Um, you know, with the warriors and they like, I, I, I sat in a record the other day with Steph playing and it was like 38 and 20. Like it was, it was like, they would have been like, if, if Steph plays in every game, they're like a five or six seed yeah, um, or something like that. And it's like, okay. And then if not, then you play the Lakers who certainly they'll be kind of gelling together on the fly again this season, like during the playoffs. But it's like, they're like, if the, whoever the Lakers go up, up against in the first round, the Lakers will be the favorite to win that series. Um, so it's just like, wow, that like you feel bad for, for those teams yeah. that, that they put in so much work this year. And it's like, and your reward is to play the defending champions or Steph Curry. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, well, that is all I have for headlines today. I don't think we missed um, too much. I guess news just came in that people were worried about the Timberwolves sale to um, Mark Lohr and Alex Rodriguez. It, they went over like the 30 day negotiating window. Yeah. Um, and I think they, there was just a statement made that says negotiations are going well, um, almost to the finish line. No reason to, no reason to worry for, 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 for Wolves fans. Yeah. Uh, it turns out when there's like billions of dollars <laughs> in the contracts, like they're, they're hard. I don't know. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Not as easy. Um, all right, Julian, we had this idea right before the podcast. Um, just a random question. Yeah. Um, we, you've not heard my question. I've not heard yours. Um, Okay, my question for you, Julian, is who is a player that you have just, like, whether it's when you're growing up, um, maybe it's now, that you just love, but it's not, like, there's really no read, like, it's not rational, um, mm -hmm. it's not because they're really, really good, but they might be, I guess, um, but just maybe, like, you you think they're way better than they actually are, like, when you think about it? Mm -hmm. Well, I think Wes Matthews. <laughs> it's a guy who I love um, because I just really loved him on the Blazers. He was like the Blazers, like growing up, we never got free agents. 
And I mean, Wes Matthews wasn't like a huge signing, but we got him off a restricted free agency deal from Utah. He played really well for Utah in the playoffs one year early in his career, and then we signed him. And then um, in that series where Lillard ended up hitting that buzzer beater against Houston, uh, Matthews just like played such good defense on Harden. Um, and just like watching him, I've always liked defensive guys. I, I think that like I like to play defense in basketball, and so I like watching guys play defense. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Wes Matthews, I think, would be my guy. Um, the other one, hmm, I'm trying to think of like Team a West really Matthews play one. like six years of summer league. Yeah, he would play in summer league like every year. Just, like, <laughs> just extremely that's competitive. Great. Like he's like 30 years old playing in summer <laughs> <Yeah>. league. <laughs> um, so that's that's awesome. Um, I also really liked JJ Hickson. Mm. That's another random guy. I haven't heard that name in forever. I know. So um, I'm trying to think of a non Wolves or a non Blazers guy. Um, I don't know. Um, Aaron Aflalo. Yeah. I always liked him um, on the Nuggets and then on the Blazers. But uh, yeah, apparently he tried to buy the Wolves, but no days. That might, that might not be happening. Ever since you got in that fight with Nemani <laughs> Bielitsa, they were like, nope. I know. Can't do it. Um, let's see. Damon Stoudemire was always a big one for me. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. What about you? Um, I think for some reason growing up, I really liked Lafonso Ellis. Mm -hmm. uh, he, played, he played for the, I think that honestly was probably the most of it. He played for the Wolves for like a hot second. Um, and I just remember like watching like FSN or I don't even know if it was FSN at the time, but um, like Tom Hanneman and, just talking, you know, Lafonso Ellis, and he came off the bench or whatever and averaged like six points, but for some reason I loved him. So, uh -huh. um, that's probably one, um, probably a non wolves guy. I mean, it's current, like Kevin Herter just isn't as good as, yeah. Every time I, I watch him play, I think he's gonna be way better than he is. Um, and I think it's because I had like one, one actual draft projection at like him at 19 when he went. I thought like I was really high on him in the draft, and he's actually been better than most 19. 19 picks are so that's yeah. good but also i think i try to give myself too much credit and i think that he's like the next kyle corver like reggie miller and um he's not he's probably he's probably more like the next doug mcdermott which is fine uh, yeah <laughs> uh, but uh yeah that's funny all right so my question for you is pretty different i have three rule changes that the nba could implement and i want you to tell me which one of them i want you to rank them like okay. which, like which one you would most like, and least like. Okay. So one is the four point line. We all know what that means. Um, the other one is moving the draft until after free agency, and the other one is giving guys an extra foul in overtime. So if you've already fouled fouled out in in you know regulation play, you can't come back in. But if you have five fouls heading into overtime, you get seven. Okay. Um, all right. My least, the one I like least is the four point play. I don't think I like that. The four point line or the four point line. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, like if anything, maybe you move the three point line just back uh -huh. like an inch or two. I don't know. Um, the four point, because I'm a big history guy and I understand that like back in the day, they didn't have the three point line. So that always, that always kind of F's up stats where like, yeah. you don't know how good guys would actually be. And like, same with like assist numbers. Like assist today, you can like give it to somebody and they can dribble. It seems like ten times and you get an assist. Where like back in the day, they didn't really even count assists unless you just got a layup. So 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, it just kind of ruins like all the record books for me. And then I, I think, agree. Yeah, I think. Have you ever like watched Pickup Ball when there's like six possessions in a row where it just looks really bad and you're like, what the fuck is going on? That's my biggest thing with the four point line is I get that it would be like the most valuable shot or whatever, but I like don't really want to watch guys just jacking. And you know, like you're going to get those, like you're going to shoot like 25% from, you know, like. Yeah. And there's going to be these like crazy long rebounds or like weird plays. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not for that. Um, so my number two would be okay so let me number one i'm gonna rank the foul because i think that's pretty non-controversial i think it's like whatever who cares yeah i think um, i think they should 100 percent do that yeah that seems right um but okay so i like the idea of the free agency before the draft it makes more sense i think for teams to kind of like figure out what they have and what they can get in free agency and then address any in the draft the only reason why I'm slightly against it is because you could probably predict a, where a lot of teams might go. Like if for like if the Golden State Warriors signed, um, I don't know, if they signed like three centers this offseason before the draft, you could probably say that, or and they traded away like a point guard. You could probably be like, oh, they're definitely not going to take James Wiseman. They're probably going to take Lamelo Ball. Um, same thing. Yeah. So I, I guess it just kind of kills the anticipation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what happens in the NFL, right? They, they do free agency first. So um, maybe it doesn't matter, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I just think from, from that aspect where I'm like the top three or four picks, you might have a better idea of who teams are taking, which is good for the teams probably, but bad for us because I like to kind of have that unknown. I think it does give teams an opportunity to really fuck things up though. Because like you could have like you could like go you could like say like not sign a center because you're gonna try and get one in the draft and then not be able to get one you know yeah. like the guy the guy you want is gone you know so I think that you would have kind of a wider variance I think it would help the teams that are good at building teams and it would like really hurt the dumb teams um, which I don't think is a bad thing necessarily but yeah I think it would be kind of I think it would be fun. Yeah, and I also think it might help guys. It might help rookies end up in places where they are more likely to succeed. Because if you have teams drafting for need a little bit more, maybe you have more young players like in situations where they're where they actually have a defined role. Which I don't know if that's necessary. I think that I kind of tend to think that if you're a good basketball player, you'll find a way in the NBA. Like I do, kind of think that the talent ends up rising to the top. But at the same time, like sometimes I do feel bad for guys, and it's like, oh, like you drafted this guy and then you immediately, and then you like three months later, you went and signed, you know, a guy in the same position because like you didn't know if you'd get that guy. So I don't know. Yeah. I like the, I like that logic too, of like signing a veteran before, like you want to sign a veteran point guard before the draft because you want to mentor a young one. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I mean, I guess I'm not like crazy for or against it. Um, That'd be like, no, I'm, I'm not super gung ho about any of these except for not doing the four point line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but, and I would, I, I would like to see a foul at it. I just always think it's really stupid when guys foul out in overtime. Yeah. Or or when they or when they have like five fouls going in and like you're, the coach is timing it out like based if, on the regular you know regulation and then all of a sudden there's five more minutes and a guy fouls out thirty seconds into overtime. It's just kind of like what? Like there's more games. Shouldn't there be more? Shouldn't you yeah, have another foul? Like, because you add more timeouts and you have like more team timeouts. Yeah. Or team fouls. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm in. Um, cool. All right. 
Well, thanks, dude. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, you'll hear this on a, th a Thursday. So happy Thursday to all of you. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, life's great. We'll talk to you um, next week. Have a great weekend.